The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details. Welcome to Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, a gardening show full of inspiration. I'm Philippa Foes-Lamb, a self-confessed passionate gardener. I've been in the garden industry for many years and I totally enjoy sharing my knowledge with you. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers is kindly sponsored by Bay Landscapes, 33 Baitup Road, Richmond. Open Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 5, Saturday 9 to 5, and Sundays and public holidays, 9 to 4. Today we're focusing on lawn care and other mid-spring tasks. At Bay Landscapes, they have the most beautiful avocado trees that have arrived. Reed, Hass and Bacon varieties. Um, Just a quick aside, I love that. Avocado and bacon. Bacon is the perfect name for an avocado tree. It just makes me hungry. Like I say, they're beautiful specimens and they've got fabulous, good new growth on them. Summer veggie varieties galore. There's also azaleas in flower, just magnificent specimens for $17. Try Bay Landscape's wonderful lawn mix, just perfect for preparing areas for new lawn. We're definitely having spring-like weather with temperature fluctuations and some rain, plus hot sun. I have to admit I was holding my breath a little bit last Thursday when I was in Nelson at my ballet class. It was bucketing down and I couldn't help thinking about all the people who were affected by slips in the previous storm. It must be quite nerve-wracking for you every time it rains. So big hugs because yeah, it must be a horrible feeling. Well with the rain plus some hot sun because when that sun's out it is, wouldn't exactly say hot but it is very warm, there is growth everywhere. Everything is growing like topsy, especially the lawns. The water table is really high at the moment. We only need to get a tiny bit of rain and the ground becomes very squelchy again. Puddles just appear everywhere where normally it would take quite a while for them to develop. And I know when I walked on our property, probably on Friday morning after the rain overnight on Thursday, the paddock is really quite squelchy again. So it doesn't take much. If, it really is important that if your soil or if, if you can even hear slight squelchiness or you make indents in your lawn when you walk across it, it really is a good idea not to mow yet. It can be really difficult not to because you can see and it's a lovely fine day, the lawns grow in heaps and you're thinking, oh, I really must mow. If, like I say, if, if you make indentations in your lawn or you can hear any slight squelch, it really is a good idea to leave it for a few more days. When your lawn is dry enough to mow, mow high or medium. Don't be tempted because it's grown so much to mow very low. This can damage the precious lawn's roots, or the, sorry, the grass roots, and that in turn will affect the growth later on. You can also scour damp earth. You, it might look quite dry on the top, but it's, it's quite wet further down, so you'd be surprised. It doesn't take much if you mow too low to just take that grass away totally and scour the earth. It's a perfect time for preparing sites for a new lawn. Rake soil to a fine tilth, top with a layer of lawn mix and then sow seeds. The birds will take some of the seed, but it still is a really good idea not to sow too thickly. You might think, oh, I'll sow thickly so that I don't end up 
losing too much lawn. If, oh, sorry, don't end up losing too much seed if the birds take them. What can happen is if you sow too thickly, it can affect the germination rate because the seeds are clumped too closely together. Or you might end up with a massive germination and then you'll end up with like clumpy bits of grass here and there. It is better to err on the side of caution and just scatter it quite, not thinly exactly, you can be quite liberal, but just don't sort of dump it into piles. Another really good tip when you're sowing lawn seed is to mix it with some either some um, sand, I don't know if I'd use beach sand, maybe some paving sand, or even just a little bit of lawn mix. Just mix it through. This means that as you scatter it, it become it, it's easier for it to become a little bit more evenly spread. That, that really does work well. I've done it myself. So you might wonder about raking a soil to a fine tilth. What does that mean? I love that word. When you're doing a lawn, you want it to be really sort of open you want you want this the top soil layer to be very open so that the seed gets the best chance of germination and it can put its roots down really strongly so you might need to even if you might even need if you've got quite a large area and it hasn't been done before you might need to rotary hoe the area and then just rake it or maybe even just you can just add lawn mix or something like that on top of the existing soil that works really well too, but the main thing is just to make sure that you rake it really well. If you find that your germination rate is a little bit erratic, possibly because some birds have taken some, mix more seed with lawn mix and scatter it over the area again. It won't do the grass any harm. The grass that's germinated won't be harmed while you're doing that, and you'll invigorate it slightly more by adding a little bit more lawn mix too. The main thing is, if you are going to do that, be a little bit less liberal. Be quite sparse with how you do it so that you're not smothering the new grass with with soil. It's also a really good time to fertilise existing lawns. There are several ways of doing that. You can get a liquid lawn fertiliser that you can just plug into your... I've forgotten the name of it, but you can just plug it into your hose and water that way. Or you can also do that with any liquid food if you happen to have something that you can attach to your hose to, to use. You can also use sheep manure pellets if you'd like to. It, that can be a little bit tricky because you can find that they tend to sit on top of the, of the grass. And again, if it's quite a new, like maybe a year old lawn, you don't really want to have sheep manure pellets sitting all over it. Just because it can block oxygen from getting down to the grass roots. Dry lawn fertilisers are fabulous, but you need to be very careful how much you put on and water it in totally and utterly thoroughly or go out there and do it when it's literally pouring with rain. So that is quite important because any dry fertiliser, as I always mention, is quite strong and so you do want to water it in thoroughly. Otherwise, you can burn the lawn's roots. If you're only sowing a small area, you can cover the area, once you've sown your seed, you can cover it with open weave frost cloth. You might think, why would I be covering it with frost cloth? This is because open weave frost cloth is just, as you know, as I always mention, is fabulous for all sorts of things, including keeping white butterflies off your brassicas. The most wonderful thing about it is it lets light, air and moisture through, but it will keep the birds out. You're on Fresh FM. This is Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, sponsored by Bay Landscapes, 33 Bait Up Road, Richmond. Open Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 5, Saturday, 9 to 5, Sunday and public holidays, 9 to 4. 
I'm Philippa Foes-Lamb. Today we're focusing on lawn care and mid-spring tasks. At Bay Landscapes, they have gorgeous strawberry plants from Evandale Nurseries. There's the Camarosa, Albion and Monterey varieties. They're all absolutely delicious and the plants are really, really healthy. And some even have small strawberries on them already. There are bedding plants galore, some absolutely beautiful varieties. Don't forget your fish compost and omega-3 compost, which is made with the latter. The omega-3 is made with no artificial fertilisers. There's also garden mix, which is fantastic, particularly for raised beds. Or if you just want to replenish your garden beds, garden mix is a mix of screen topsoil and fish compost, and it really just makes things grow so well. Getting back to lawns with, with your seed, it's really important to choose the correct seed for your particular area. If you have a shady spot you're trying to get grass seed established in, this, the, it won't work if you sow a variety that needs lots of sun. So it's worth doing a little bit of research. I know at Bay Landscapes we've got trophy lawn seed, and I'll talk a little bit more about that in my next show, because off the top of my head, I can't remember exactly which, which grass varieties are in it. But I do know that it's a good all-rounder and we sell a lot of it and we get very good feedback about it. So that one's called Trophy. Moving on to other spring, mid-spring tasks. I can't believe we're in October already. Where's this year going? Oh, and a quick aside, my lovely neighbours, we've got new neighbours up the back and we couldn't ask for, they're just such lovely people. And bless their hearts, she just gave birth to a baby girl. And what was really exciting was she was born on what would have been my mum's 95th birthday. So how special is that? That just gives me goosebumps. It's really, really lovely. So getting on to other mid-spring tasks, talking frost cloth. We're down to low temperatures overnight. I think in all our districts, whether you're in Golden Bay, Marlborough, Tasman District or Nelson, overnight Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. So if you've uncovered any of your tender plants, citrus, etc., it's definitely a good idea by Wednesday to cover it again. If you have potatoes coming through the ground, this is another good idea. It's a good idea to toss some straw over them each afternoon and remove it the next morning after the frost has thawed. Don't try to shift it while it's still frosty. It's, a, it's better to move it after the frost has thawed. You do need to take it off though every morning and put it back on late afternoon. This is because if you leave wet straw on top of your, your potato tops, it can damage the foliage. If you don't have any straw and you don't have any frost cloth, don't panic. Newspaper will also help. I think in, in our Tasman, where we are in Tasman, we're supposed to go down to one, uh, one and three, I think. Yesterday I looked and it looked like it was going to be one zero zero. But I think it's going to be three three no three one three or something like that, which is not too bad. But if you're in an area where you're going to end up in the minuses, then it is really important to protect your tender plants. Don't forget your succulents either, because sometimes they can really be affected badly. And if you've got them in pots and you've just moved them back out from the shelter, put them back in under shelter midweek, just to be on the safe side. Protect your newly planted tomatoes and peppers, etc. as well. It's a, the easiest way to do that is to put stakes around them and toss frost cloth over the top of the stakes. The main thing is to make sure that no frost cloth, whatever you're covering, is touching any of the foliage, particular with, particularly with really tender plants like tomatoes. Again, if you've got them in containers, move them into, into a lovely sheltered spot. 
I've got three tomatoes in my little glass house, so I'll make sure that I shut the door during the day to help keep some heat in. I have to say, it's not terribly well insulated, this glass house, because it has got one broken window, and we've just got a bit of cardboard leaning against that, but I'm sure they'll be okay. I also have one tomato that's on the west side of my garden shed, in the kitchen garden, and it's hard up against the shed, so it should be fine there too. It might just shiver a little bit. That's the thing about spring. We never know what the days are going to bring. We have might have a lovely day of 18 or 20, and the next day it's 12. So it can be quite confusing for plants like tomatoes, etc. So it's always a good idea to just be able to give them a little bit of extra protection until round about Labour weekend. I don't plant any tomatoes out in my physical garden until at least Labour weekend. Even though we're in a slightly more temperate climate than I would than we would be if I was even in Wellington maybe, or definitely down further down south, I still don't plant anything until anything major like courgettes etc. outside until Labour weekend. Spring is renowned as I just mentioned for being changeable, so we do need to be prepared at all times to protect our plants. Impatiens, begonias, cosmos, and marigolds are all gorgeous summer flowering bedding plants they're also very frost tender not just slightly but very so if you've got them planted in containers shift them or cover them if they're in your garden if you've bought some punnets and you were planning on planting them early this week then err on the side of caution and wait until the all risk of frost has passed this weekend I bought a tasty tom tomato that I was planning on putting in a planter bag on the west side of that little shed and I thought no I'll leave it in my tunnel house until next weekend just to be on the safe side. There's blossom everywhere at the moment. It's just the most gorgeous time of the year. My, my prunus trees, my ornamental cherries, Shimitsu Sakura, which brings back wonderful childhood memories, and Kanzan are, are flowering. Shimitsu's been in flower probably for a week and a bit now, and she has the most glorious pale pink double flowers, and they just sort of hang in bunches. I always have to go underneath them and give them a pat. Luckily, my tree isn't too tall. They smell a little bit like soft talcum powder too. Kanzan has dark pink double flowers. I have to say, I think it's my favourite prunus tree. And what's lovely too is that its new reddish, its new foliage comes in in this lovely sort of bronzy red shade at the same time as the blossom. So the combination is just delightful. Bird life galore in my garden at the moment. Every morning I'm greeted by the chittering of, and it literally is a chittering sound, of greenfinches. I don't know if I mentioned in my last show, but in the morning they're all sitting in my green gauge tree and also a fig and um, a lovely apple tree, and they sit in, the, in those trees while I'm feeding the ducks, chittering away, and they follow me wherever I go as if to say, come on, where's our food? Why are you feeding them first? And the noise is actually quite deafening. It's just amazing. So, yeah, we're very, very lucky on this property. We, we just have a myriad of the most beautiful, beautiful bird life. In my next show, I'm going to mention something about no-dig gardening. I've never done it, and I'm just going to turn one little area in my kitchen garden into one. So we'll see how we get on. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you have any questions about anything I covered, email me at nelson at freshfm.net. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers is Tuesday morning, 20 to 11. Thanks Bay Landscapes, 33 Bait Up Road, Richmond, open Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 5pm, Saturday, 9 to 5pm, 
Sunday and public holidays, 9 till 4pm, for supporting my show. And thank you for joining me. See you next time. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz.